<laughs> Gosh, John, I forget how good you are at karate. That's incredible. I know, man. I mean, it's all about the right belt. It is. Timing you know? or your leather belt. Exactly. I, I feel like maybe, is that not, that's what you meant. Not really, okay. but speaking of, oh, Dave, wow, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to try to transition to okay. save you. <laughs> Finally, Dave, Yeah. warm spring days are arriving. Oh, Am I gosh. right? Isn't it great? You know what? I need a new pair of shades that I don't have to baby. Do you know what I'm saying, John? I don't want to take care of them. Let me put them on, take them off, and not have to worry Look, about it. Hey, Dave, I know exactly Sorry. Sorry, what I didn't you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Knock around is the solution. They've been making high-quality shades that don't break the bank okay. since 2005. Oh, wow. And they've actually been my personal go-tos for years. Oh, yeah. I love Knockaround, John. They have over 20 different frame styles, so there's something for everyone, including tons of kids' pairs. That's right. So whether you're looking to rep your favorite sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, like you're a sports guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> spend some relaxation time in the yard, yep. or cruise down Broadway with the windows down oh. like Dave does uh-huh. all the time. All the time. Every Tuesday and Thursday mm-hmm. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Knock around. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. All of their lenses have UV 400 protection, which is basically like sunscreen for your eyes, which, by the way, I've tried that, and it hurts. <laughs> Use the sunglasses, everybody. With polarized adult pairs starting at 28 bucks. you can get a few pairs to leave in your car, toss in your beach bag, or lend to a friend in need. Dave, that is such a good price I that I might buy a pair just to intentionally lose them. I don't love that logic, John, but I know, you do but have a history of misplacement. It's not around Don't fight me because like of the karate stuff. But it could so. be perfect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Dadville fans, don't squint through family beach days yeah. or trips to the park. Check out knockaround.com and use the promo code DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order. That's DADVILLE15 for 15% off your order at knockaround.com. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... John, can I, John? Dave. Yes, it is me. It's me. I, sorry, I'm so excited. I just want to tell you okay. this. I recently tried to organize my life and bought one of those fancy planners. Yeah, right? Okay. I know. Turns out it's just yep. a very expensive doodle book with Dave. <laughs> That's just me being honest. Doodle away, my that friend. Okay. Doodle away. But can I tell you what the first thing you need to put in your daily schedule is? Yeah. The one and only Athletic Greens. Oh, okay. I hear that. But can I still draw airplanes and dragons or practice my autograph? Totally. Or all three of them. But you have a 75% chance of being a better artist if you take AG1 from Athletic Greens. Okay. And that's a completely vetted statistic. Okay, great. Okay. I'm glad to know that. Can I tell yeah. you a couple things that I love about them? Please. Just Let's me. just throw I'm, some things out that I'm we just, love about I'm riffing right now. Okay. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. That's one of my favorite things. Oh, I love that. You go. Did you know that AG1 gives you increased energy and mood support, making it easier to live your life? What? Right? Your best <laughs> life, actually. Here's a fun fact about me, too, go John. Ahead. I also get the single-serving travel pack, so I never have to miss a day, okay? I just mix with powder and ice-cold water and drink it first thing every morning. Well, yeah, because every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and healthier-looking skin, hair, and nails. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just one more thing. Okay. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a feed, John. 
one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Like free, free? Like you said, free? The one and only. Just head to athleticgreens.com slash dadville. That's, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Athleticgreens.com slash dadville. And remember, it will make you be better at art. For real? I promise. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Don't mention it, man. Happy to do it. Honored to be talking to two guys I've been listening to since high oh, school. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's you kind. Don't... It's nice to meet you, man. So do yeah. you guys know each other? No. This is it. This is the beginning. This is where... This is the beginning of, of a beautiful friendship between the two. So are you just, are, are you just like back from practice right now? Are you just, have you been, were you sort benching of, yeah. in the other room? You... No, uh, we had football this morning. I'm uh, running some errands and yeah, now we're back for the day. We're good. And my, I'm up in Minnesota. My family's back in Atlanta. My wife's from Atlanta. So she's down there with my boys right now. So it's uh, a quiet house. We got a good, good time to record. Wow. How long, how long are they down there? Or is this like how it goes for, for the off season or whatever? We like live out of a suitcase all the time because we're in Minnesota for football. But when we have downtime, we go to Michigan, where I grew up, Atlanta, where she grew up. And then my whole family has since moved to Orlando. So my siblings live there with their spouses and my parents live there. My dad's a pad of church there. So uh, we go to Orlando and obviously there's a lot of stuff for kids to do there. So we're kind of all over. And someday when I retire, it'll slow down. Good. So when do they come up to Minnesota? Do they come up much or how does that work? Yeah, so so they they come up once the once like training camp starts in August, they'll be up there with me the whole football season, and we do life up here. But still, when the season's over, January, February, we're out, and we don't want to be in Minnesota in February. Oh, so gosh. we're gonna go somewhere. No one and, does. Uh, no one no. Does. So where's so the place where like come. your shoulders drop and you're like, all right, this is home? Is it Michigan? That's a, yeah, West Michigan is probably my happy place, and then for my wife, that's Atlanta, and. Um, <laughs> We'll see when I'm done playing what happens. You know what I love? <laughs> I'm actually a little tickled. I can't. I'm gonna have to admit. I love that, like the sh- the sh- you know that you shot your shot with Minnesota, and then you're like, but you know, what I'm really happy with this Michigan, which to me, as a Southern <laughs> guy, is like <laughs> that's like so annoying. Like, that's the same. It's thing. still cold. Like that's all that I think yeah. about. It's like you haven't escaped. <laughs> what like six degrees less cold? You know, you're like, right, but those yeah. Minnesotans, man, they're crazy. <laughs> Oh, where it's warm and toasty in Michigan, though. Let me tell you. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was ready for you to say, you know, Hawaii feels right. Be like, let me tell you, just Michigan is where it is. <laughs> just all... a warm breeze, nineteen <laughs> degree coming, Michigan coming, coming off the lake, just so <laughs> nice and cool. <laughs> Listeners, y'all are like, Dave, would you just get to it because they are yeah, excited. People we are... need to get to it because this brag sheet is substantial. It is going to take if half we're of ask this interview. Any questions? I'm not kidding. <laughs> this is insanity. Okay. So, Kurt, w- w- well, let me tell the, the listeners, if you don't know already and you can't read the uh, the intros, we are with none other than Mr. Kirk Cousins. And this brag sheet, as you can imagine, it is substantial. So we start all of our dadvilles with a little bit of like, you know, just the, all the things you've done in the world. And I'm going to try to, I'm actually editing as I read this because there's just so many things. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable. Michigan State grad, uh, which I just, uh, we got to start with a shout out to kinesiology as a major. I mean, that is Aren't you ambitious? I'm amazed when people <laughs> didn't go to class as athletes, much less like major in kinesiology. Um, okay, Michigan State was led to the Big Ten Championship by Mr. Kirk Cousins in 2010. Mm-hmm. Had a 4-0 record against Michigan, which the, I, I knew we had to put that in there. Wow. Uh, won the 2011 Lowe's Senior Class Award, second team All-Big Ten in 2011, uh, drafted by the Redskins, fourth round in 2012. Has the eighth highest regular season career passing rating of all time. That is insanity. That's insane. Uh, I was, 
I was shooting for 10 when I was younger, but eighth is great too. Uh, four time <laughs> pro bowler, uh, led the league in completion percentage in 2015. Led this is, I love this fact. This, these are the things that I think are so fun. Led the Redskins to their largest comeback victory in franchise history in October of 2015 against the Bucks. Uh, this was the you like that game, which everybody, listen, you know, oh, they yeah, love yeah, you yeah, for yeah. that. They love you yeah. for that. Uh, in 2015, <laughs> first Redskins quarterback since 50, 1950 to put up a perfect passer rating. Uh, I mean, I have to I have to move because there's too many. Won the Bart Star Award in 2023. Signed with the Vikings in 2018. Big part there. Um, 2022 completed. I mean, you love these. The largest comeback in NFL history by beating the Colts, 39-36 <laughs> in overtime. That one hurts. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Please don't read that. One. <laughs> John is a Colts fan, so he's he's smart. Oh, I'm sorry. If you will. Um, oh, no. uh, I mean, it's two records tied for most winning game winning drives in a single season with eight uh, tied for most four, fourth quarter comebacks in a single single season with eight you have all these franchise records with the Vikings you have all these fran- it's it's literally too much to we're, read we're it's only halfway done with this list <laughs> I mean and we're not even getting to your art class in fifth grade where you drew <laughs> right. what was called the right. most exquisite drawing that your teacher had <laughs> yeah, ever seen right. and she cried seeing the completion of it it was the greatest art comeback of all time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it started so bad. She was like, "What are you drawing, Kirk?" And you're like, "Just That's the problem with comebacks is in order to have a great comeback, you have to start way back." <laughs> so, what do you think when when you hear all that being read? How do, what's going through your mind when you're hearing all this stuff? Well, the first thing I thought was you two are making it sound maybe a lot more accomplished than it probably really uh uh, they have, you know, if I ever apply for another job someday, I could have <laughs> yeah. you two come in and read my resume to somebody. So, Mr. Cousins, here at Home Depot, better. we don't usually have this long of a resume. <laughs> we'll read it. And I mean, this is really. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, it's great. It's uh, honestly, I just am reminded of God's faithfulness mm. because, um, you know, in high school, college, if you had read that to me, I'd say, yeah, that, that, that's a dream. I don't think it's ever really going to happen. Wow. And so when you when you read it back to me, it'll just always be a reminder of, you know, what you thought maybe wasn't possible. Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I can, I can, yeah. I know there's God's faithfulness and blessing and provision. And sometimes you got to remind yourself of that as you look forward to the next challenge, because yeah. the next challenge is always coming. And you got to look back first to remember that he's faithful as you look well, that's, forward. You know, that's one of the things that I think is so particularly interesting about professional athletes is you you know, one of the reasons you're so good at what you're good at and that the industry is that it is, is that it sort of demands greatness all the time. Like you can't have off days. That's when, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so I think to your point, I wanted to ask, like, how can you, especially as someone who is a man of faith, who's trying to think of Thanksgiving and God's blessing and God loves me no <laughs> matter what, how do you balance that with knowing like, you know, you're trying to win games. You're trying to like do the best you can at the same time, knowing like no matter what happens, I'm still loved. Like my soul yeah. is. Yeah, damn. you're in a yeah. you're in a world where it's like objective. Your value in that world is objective. Like, how do you balance? Oh that? yeah, yeah. No, you articulated it well. I mean, I think it's every athlete's challenge, and we all struggle with it. No matter how much we may tell you, we we know what to believe that our worth as a person is tied to our performance. Mm. And it's very difficult to separate those two, that even if I go out and throw five interceptions and we don't come back, that doesn't change the fact that I'm still a human being who's loved and valued and, and doesn't change my identity. Mm. And I think, I think we all as players struggle with that. But, um, you know, when you have an anchor, when you have a faith, it can, it can 
help with that. And then when you retire, because every every athlete, you know, it's going to end at some point, you're kind of forced to reconcile with who am I? And, you know, football, I thought was who I was, but now it's over. So what do I do with that? And so that rude awakening can be softened a little bit if we can get to the bottom mm. of that identity thing long yeah, yeah. before the, re the retirement actually happens. It would be so tough for your identity to not be what you're doing, mm. you know, that's tough for everybody. But like with professional athletes, it's like you can't, like Dave was saying, you can't let up off the gas for a second. I mean, the, the competition is insane. And so you're like, you know, for however many years, football is your life. you got to right. dedicate your oh, whole yeah. life to it while at the same time reminding yourself like it's not your identity and then all of a sudden probably statistically you're you're going to retire before you want to retire i mean most right. players do right and then all of a sudden it's just like all right now you're out in the world and football you know is yeah yesterday. i think it's important that whatever we do that we do it with all of our heart mm -hmm. with intensity with passion we give everything we have to it but also understand who are we doing it for what's the end game that we're trying mm -hmm. to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do it for the wrong reasons, that's where the root awakening. If you, you know, give everything you have, don't back off for a second. That's what I'll tell my boys, you know, as I get them into different activities and sports and find what they're passionate about, it'll be, hey, I want to see everything you have here. You don't back off for a second, but at the same time, understand why you're giving your all and, and who you're giving and, um, and make sure you get those priorities. I'm just curious, as you were talking about that, like, is it type of thing? Are you the type of person where because of what you do it requires so much of you and so much intensity? Do you have that same intensity in every area of your life? Or is it the opposite where you balance it, you know, where your mm. intensity is with football and then everything else you're really laissez faire with? I'm smiling because my wife would laugh at that question because she'd tell you. <laughs> she'd probably have yeah. a more accurate answer. I, I would love to tell you that, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have an off switch and all that, but I don't. Um, I only know one. And, uh, I think when I do retire, if I try to go sit on a beach somewhere, I'm going to be sitting on the beach just yeah. constantly thinking about yeah. what to do and thinking about, you know, how much the beach costs and how we could turn the beach into a business. <laughs> and you know, your mind, I just the way I'm wired, the way God wired me. And I think it's a good and a bad, you know, sometimes your greatest strength can also be your yeah. greatest weakness. And so for me, I have to have this governor where I say, okay, part of what's enabled me to get to where I am on the football field and have a brag sheet, if at all, is because of that, take the hill mentality. But mm. then on the, you know, that can get you in trouble if you're not careful. And I think that's where God blessed me with a great wife mm. who's not mm. wired that way yeah. quite as much. And she can be the break to my gas a little bit and just kind of help, um, you know, keep it in moderation. <laughs> so are the cousins yeah. like corporately, you know, as your family, uh, were y'all athletes growing up? Was that kind of a thing for uh, you? Yeah. 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 Sports were a big part of my upbringing, more so probably than I'll have for months. Wow. Um, you know, I was the guy travel baseball all summer, football in the fall basketball all winter baseball in the springs played three sports in high school um so we were always active and playing sports but i say that uh as i look at back at it and look at my boys i'm thinking i don't know that i want my summers as a family dominated by travel baseball so i yeah. think i'm gonna try to back off and um and we'll see what my boys want to get into they're only five and a half and four so we're still pretty um yeah sports was a big part of my upbringing to answer your question so how do you feel about football with your boys 
I've got two girls and my thing is is music. I'm like hmm. I'm handling it in the op sort of the opposite way of my upbringing because I feel like I I started playing way too young and it was a miracle that my parents were able to keep me in music because I wanted to quit the whole time. And so really I'm like, I don't want my girl. They haven't taken any lessons yet, but when I think about it every day. When they do take lessons, will you be the one giving them the piano lessons? No, no, <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. So here's my theory on piano lessons, because my parents also had me in piano lessons for three years. Oh, wow. And I never, uh -huh. I, I never practiced. So I would go there once a week to the lady's house, sit down uh -huh. and look at her and be like, I didn't practice. I didn't get any better. So hopefully in the next half hour, we can learn some chords and some scales and some things. And I'll come back in a week and probably have not practiced yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. After three years, I didn't get any better. So we stopped. But I do believe because every year around Christmas, when we would play like Jingle Bells and Oh Holy Night, and I knew the melody, I was yeah. motivated to learn the song. Hmm. And right. so, but the rest of the year, the other 11 months of the year, the teacher would pick the music. Mm. And so for me, yeah, when yeah. I have my boys in piano lessons, which I'd, I'd like to think I'll have them in piano lessons someday, I'm going to tell them or tell the piano teacher, my kids get to pick the music. Yeah. And if they pick the music, they'll be more passionate about learning it. So that was something I, I wish think that's I had smart. learned. And I don't know if I you have think any that's thoughts great. On that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because whatever, because otherwise there's no... You can't see like the point of why you're doing this. Like, why am I that, learning that's a, this? I've never. I've, I mean, it's embarrassing to say. I've never thought about that. Like, how much more motivating. I remember it would the be. soundtrack to Titanic came out, and "My Heart Will Go On" was the big song. Uh -huh. And my brother and I, we just never got better piano. But my brother <laughs> learned the whole piano part to "My Heart Will Go On" because he knew what it should yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. and was yeah. was motivated He's like, this to is learn an it. And... Instant girlfriend. Yeah. Yes, if you know how to yes, play this song, it's just, But, like, if yeah. you learn how to play concerto in D, that may or may not yeah, help. It can, with... Yeah, John can speak to that. <laughs> it's regional. It's <laughs> Listen, if you're in Germany or, you know, Vienna, it is going to kill. I mean, they will just, people come out of the woodwork. But do you feel that way with your boys about yeah. football? Yeah. Are you like, this is, this is this thing that is such a huge part of your life. Do yeah. you want that for them or or no? Well, similar to the way you're talking, I wonder sometimes if, if you've sort of been able to live multiple lifetimes of, for a musician and mm -hmm. what it means to do that, you don't really feel this need for your kids to also do yeah. it. I'm in that same place where it's like, I've probably played enough football for three lifetimes, wow. so I don't really need to see football in my kids. Now, that being said, if they love the game, I absolutely will allow them to play, encourage mm -hmm. them to play, help coach their teams. I do think that flag football is the way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I played two years of flag football before starting tackle, which I started at 12 years old. Wow. If I could do it over again, I would have played flag all the way until freshman or sophomore year of high school. Wow. So with my boys, I'll probably look for those flag opportunities as early as possible and then play flag as long as possible and then probably around high school say okay if you want to put the pads on it's time to do that but i do think that flag football is where it's where it's going you, you know yeah. what i love uh that i think about this all the time with my friends who are in professional sports i'm like i can't think of a more <laughs> powerful moment as a dad than like you roll up in fact i saw um eric decker you know who lives here in nashville and he was, it was the sweetest thing he was holding the uh the, the down stick or whatever, you know, as they move along down. The, and I just thought how sweet he's just here and he's not helping coach. He's just smiling. He's, yep. he was having the greatest time, but I was like, 
no one argues with him when he walks up and he's like, hey, I have a <laughs> no. thought. Nobody's like, no, shut up. Everybody yeah. shut up. Ted, yeah, especially you. Exactly. Don't. You played two <laughs> weeks in Juco football. Don't bring it up. Okay, Eric, well, that's that all was you. My, that was my story because my flag football team, um, we grew up in the Chicago suburbs, so a lot of the Chicago Bears oh, retired my. players lived in our community, and their kids were around my age. So Mike Singletary oh my was my flag football oh coach. Oh, my gosh. And it was exactly what you're describing. When Mike, <laughs> when Mike spoke, we and the parents all just shut up and said, yes, Be sir. Quiet. And, and uh, needless to say, we had a pretty good flag football defense oh when Mike Singletary gosh. was the coach. Also, also <laughs> just knowing you're turning and looking, and he's, like, looking at you angrily, and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. he's going to. Yes, have to run exactly. This so one of the things that, that I'm, I'm so fascinated, which I think is so amazing about who you are, Kirk, is how much it seems like you're so comfortable with who you are, you're comfortable in your skin. One of the things, I think about this so much with professional athletes, and especially with the NFL, you know, how do you navigate the culture of a sport that is that big, that is that, has so much cultural impact, has so many personalities, and, and stay yourself and also contribute in the ways you have, and like, because uh, it's, it, I just, it, 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 me just thinking about it intimidates the crud out of me. Now, I didn't grow up, I mean, I grew up playing <laughs> sports, but very recreationally. But I mean, how, how do you navigate that space as someone who's kind of like, hey, this is kind of who I am and good and bad and strengths and weaknesses, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. How do you do that? First of all, my family reminds me a lot that I'm not that cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that, it starts there. I think, I think also, Man, football's hard, and yeah. there is a lot of failure. And if you go 10-7, and seven, that's a really good year. And so I think this game just kind of keeps you humble wow. and tests you in such a way that you never really feel like you've arrived or figured it out or right. have the answers. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. in some ways I probably did need to change, and my wife was able to improve because, like, when we were dating, I was the guy wearing, like, socks and sandals and cargo shorts when cargo shorts were not cool and, like, <laughs> t-shirts that were way too big yeah. and jeans that were way too baggy yeah. and i never put product in my hair and my wife would be like kirk it's so bad like i don't even know where to begin and which is funny because that's post malone's outfit today but go ahead i know <laughs> right well know. it says a little just... something about fashion held on target it's a moving target <laughs> i'm way ahead of my time but uh my wife has kind of through the years kind of coached me such that it's like you know what if I hadn't have changed, I'd probably be way worse off. So there's some things where it's like yeah. you need to be willing to change a little bit and maybe the jeans need to be a little skinnier yeah, and yeah. the, the shirts <laughs> sure. can fit a little tighter sure. and the hair the hair needs to have a little bit of product in it. So I, I, when I look back at some photos of me in college when I was a single guy, it, it's yeah. kind of cringe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I know that. <laughs> is, is the the culture of the NFL when you came into it, is it do you feel like it has changed a lot during your tenure that's a great question i'm a millennial so coming in as a millennial you kind of have your way of doing life and now i'm you know the gen z guys are coming in as the rookies and it's a very different way of doing wow. life so for me it was twitter and instagram and now it's TikTok and yeah you know uh -huh. whatever else so there's always you know iterations and it's evolving the haircuts too like guy had a haircut the other day i said what what's that haircut it looks like a stegosaurus on your head <laughs> And he said, uh, this is called the South of France. And I said, that's the, the haircut is called the South of France. He said, yeah, I Googled it. Sure enough, that's the exact haircut he had. So, 
But again, all the wow. other Gen Zers are like, yeah, that's Bro. the name of the haircut. How do you not know that? So right. uh, next time me. I go to next time I go to Great Clips, I might have to ask like, for the South of France. Becky. Um, okay, let's Becky just go. at Great Clips definitely knows. <laughs> Becky is going to crush South of France. So, and what's your relationship with that in terms of, we mentioned it earlier, but like criticism, you know, with fans mid-season yeah. or off-season or whatever, like do you... Do you dip your toe in that or do you just like totally not read any headlines or any um, tweets or anything like that? First of all, much of the time, the criticism probably has some merit. Hmm. So like, I don't, I don't love saying, oh, I totally ignored. It's all bogus. It's like, well, wow. I probably, I probably do need to be a little better if they're always criticizing me. I could probably be coachable and learn from it. But I love the quote by Margaret Thatcher, where she said when she was asked about these critics that she always has, she said, look. If my critics saw me walking on water, they would come up with some answer like saying that, oh, it's just because she can't swim. <laughs> and so I realized, look, I think I think I think the that's you know great. the younger generation just likes to say haters gonna hate, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of the same thing. It's like, look, you're always gonna have critics, and probably the more your brag sheet gets longer, the more yeah, critics yeah. are gonna be there. So and looking for all the all the times you walk on water to say you can't swim. So. You try to, on one hand, be coachable, learn from it, get better. On the other hand, it's let's understand that critics aren't going away, and I'm not going to get caught up both in criticism or praise, really, and just try to not take the, the bait of getting caught up in either one. Dave. Yeah, I'm not in trouble. No, man. Uh, I mean, you just you look good. Those, those shades are perfect for the summer vibe. Where'd you get them? Well, which one? Because I've got these four. I wear at the same time. Uh, yeah, I like how safety. you're wearing I'm talking about all four of them. Yeah, okay. Well, I got them all from Knock Around. Knock Around. Yeah. Ooh, okay, so you're telling me that they've got sunglasses that keep the summer spirit alive even after the 4th of July? <laughs> Quit joking, John. Quit joking. <laughs> of course they do. Knock Around is a secret to keeping your summer vibes going strong like a never-ending vacation for your eyes. <laughs> Which that's, is me every time I see you in the front yard. Oh, that's sweet. And that's fantastic. I'm all about embracing the summer vibes. You know that. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I've been like yeah. that since day one. Yep. Do they offer different designs or a variety of styles, or is it just the one? <laughs> you are just full of jokes today. John, they've got options for days. Yes. Knockaround has more sunglasses style than their excuses for not wearing sunscreen. <laughs> see what I did there? Okay, because the kids are listening. Classic, trendy, colorful, you name it. They've got it all. That's exactly what I need, Dave. But... Are there sunglasses like just for looks or do they actually provide like practical benefits? To you should be a stand-up comedian for how funny this stuff is. Practical and fashionable, John. Knockaround sunglasses come with UV protection so your eyes can soak up the sun without feeling like you've been staring into a spotlight, which is the first time I saw my wife. That's exactly what I felt like. Uh, plus, they're built to withstand anything th summer throws your way. Sand, waves, and even that one rogue water balloon. Watch out. Watch oh, out. Perfect. Okay, I can enjoy the sunny days without compromising on style and eye protection. I'm in. Okay, yeah. now tell me, is there anything special going around, like at knockaround.com, like for the post-4th of July oh, season? Here we go again, John. You bet. Knockaround always has exciting promotions, even when the fireworks have fizzled out, but not in your mirror. That's not what that That's means right there. That's, That's right. just when yeah. literally the fireworks fizzled out. And guess what? We've got an exclusive promo code for our fellow dads. Use Dadville15 to enjoy a discount that will have you doing the summer happy dance all summer long, even mm. when the summer's over. <laughs> okay, Dadville 15 it is. I love a good discount that makes me make the most of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like Knockaround has got it all covered. That is the spirit, John. With Knockaround.com and our promo code, we can keep rocking the trendiest shades and soak up those summer vibes. Absolutely. 
All right, let's make this summer one to remember, people, all while looking cool. Yeah, so folks, if you want shades that keep your summer style on point, head over to knockaround.com and remember to use our promo code DADVILLE15 for an exclusive discount. That's right, knockaround.com, where style meets the summer spirit. Get your perfect pair and keep those summer vibes alive. could stretch that far that's amazing i can't that's actually a friend of mine <laughs> oh, yeah wow wow do you speaking of your friends do uh-huh. you ever bring your kids to the grocery store oh dave that's like the rookiest of rookie mistakes oh. no in fact you shouldn't even bring yourself to the grocery store oh it's Thrive Market all the way, Dave. That was a trick question, and that is also uh. the right answer, John. <laughs> Thrive Market is our go-to for all our grocery and household essentials and the convenience of ordering everything on their website or app and getting everything delivered to your doorstep quickly is a huge stress reliever. Huge stress reliever. And the products are amazing. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks and trust that you're getting high-quality products mm. so that you can shop worry-free. Yes. I don't like to shop worried. You know what <laughs> I mean? Ah, worry shopping is the worst. <laughs> you just place an order for some gluten-free items, like using the gluten-free filter. Ooh. Boom. It just gives you all the gluten-free stuff. Wow. I got FitJoy grain-free pretzels. Yeah. P.I.P. corn white cheddar cheese balls. Guys, for those of us in the loop, it's called pip corn. No, no, no. I call it... PIP, it's, a, again, a Midwestern okay. regional thing. <laughs> totally. And I got some Lotus ramen noodles. You are off. You're just off. You're, I'm off to cra- the races, You are Dave. crazy, John. <laughs> Not only do I save time shopping as a Thrive Market member, I also save money on every single grocery order, over 30% each time on average. That's crazy. They even have a price match guarantee and a deals page that changes weekly. That's right, Dave. In fact, on my last order, not to be you know competitive about it, but my last order of gluten-free items, the cost was $46. I saved 11 bucks. <sighs> I saved 10 last time. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, and you can enjoy it and join it, John. I was trying to make both those it's words It's not work. an either-or. You can, guys, it's choose-your-own-adventure, <laughs> okay? And when you join and enjoy Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash dadville for 30% off your first order plus free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dadville. Thrivemarket.com slash dadville. And join today. <laughs> John, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we're laughing. Wait, just wait, just wait. Did you hear about the hamburger that went to jail? I feel like I know. Where this yeah, is going. he was guilty as charged. Oh, that's an all timer. Oh, and especially fitting, considering we're about to talk about butcher box. Oh, we always are. I mean, John. we're always talking we're about always butcher box. The devil be. Yep. It's the height of grilling season. Yep. And butcher box provides the high quality meat and seafood you can trust. Okay. Like I said, we're okay. always talking about Butcher Box. Okay. Can I say some of my favorite things that I'm I like to say? To. Please do about it. Butcher Box. Yes, hundred percent grass-fed beef, right? Yep. Let me say a couple other things. Free-range organic chicken, right? Okay. Crate-free and wild-caught seafood. No, is it delivered to your doorstep? It's delivered 
right to your is doorstep. Is it free shipping always? Free shipping always. Do they have exclusive member deals? Yes, they do. And is there plenty of recipe inspiration? <laughs> you batting a thousand, that Dave. That is incredible. But get this. Okay. ButcherBox is giving us a special deal, John. Ooh, tell me more. All right, it's not, it's not the thing where, where you need the fork over your social security number, is it? No, I, mean, I mean, I would do it Give that Box. to me just so I can have it, but no, it's not okay. that. Just sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash Dadville and use the code Dadville to get New York strips for a year plus 20 bucks off your first order. New York strips for a year? Yes. That's insane. Yes. That's ButcherBox.com slash Dadville and use the code Dadville to claim this deal. ButcherBox, you've done it again. <laughs> As John was saying, and you were talking about with these younger guys that come in, do you find a natural inclination to kind of want to help that with that kind of stuff? Like, is there, is there, do you feel like that's, um, I'm sure it's different with every case, but do you feel like there's a majority or a minority of, of guys that are coming in that are kind of going like, Hey man, I'd love to get my sea legs a little bit. Uh, yeah. and, you know, cause I, cause I, I mean, you know, it, it, to me, NFL is dog years, right? It's like, you're in there three yeah, years. Well, it's so, like you're in for 30 years, yeah. you know? And so especially yeah. someone that's been there as long as you have, you have a lot of wisdom in that space. Yeah. And I could imagine that'd be really helpful. Yeah, it, it is sort of a, um, when asked, I would love to share the information, but I don't tend to go knock on guys' yeah. lockers yeah. and say, hey, let me tell you how you should run your life. You yeah. know, you should do this with your finances <laughs> and this with your giving and this with your family. And So you sort of say you try to make yourself available, be approachable right. so that people would never be intimidated to come ask. But then you kind of put the ball in their court to, to make yourself available. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And, yes, it is a blessing when a guy has to be able to share. I remember last year in the locker room having a conversation about our foundation and some of the things we do. And, you know, guys were asking, like, why do you give that percentage and what are you wow. doing there and why? Wow. And so to be able to kind of then share about your your generosity strategy and then to kind of say the why behind it wow. and where you're coming from, it, it was kind of a fun conversation. And those always – those can always happen just kind of uh, organically throughout the day in the locker room. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. I've got, I've got a question that I, I, I wanted to ask you and this will probably make you feel a little uncomfortable, which is why I'm excited <laughs> about it. One of my memories of high school, right. Is going to see the movie varsity blues. This could go, yeah, which is, which stay with dates this. myself at this point, but you know, whatever, whatever that, uh, what was it? Friday night lights or whatever. There's always, there's like the stereotypical caricature, right. Of like the captain of the football team. And like when I went and saw varsity blues, Paul Walker, you know, this gorgeous guy, blue eyes up there, captain of the football team. That's, that's like a a shorthand for something. And everyone had, you know, I was never that guy. And so I know what, I know my reaction to that character in a TV show or a movie or whatever. And I know my relation to it, all that kind of stuff. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but from my perspective here, that's you, right? You are the captain of the football team. I lived it. I lived you, it. You are that guy. What is, so what is your relationship with that character when, when you see it in yes, movies and TV question. shows and stuff like that? Clearly, you guys have done a podcast for a while. You're pretty good at this. But uh, and these are many of these questions I've never been asked. I've been asked a lot in my day, but some of these are new. I'll answer that question by saying my mom and dad made me very aware when I was about late middle school. They could kind of see you're the quarterback of the football team. You're the point guard of the basketball team. You're the shortstop on the baseball team. You do well in school. Mm. Girls sort of have a crush on you. And they they kind of let me know early, like, this can go two ways. <laughs> One, you could start to think you're really cool and pride Uh comes before the fall and 
it can go south real fast. And they gave me a lot of examples of that happening. Or they said, you know what? You have a chance to lead and to serve and to go to the special needs kids Mm -hmm. and hang out with them and show everybody in the school how cool they are Mm. and uh, try to befriend the kids who play piano all day and write music. And you can (laughs) kind of show show people how cool they are and how creative they are. Oh, Kirk, uh, I needed you at my school. I needed you at (laughs) 10th Street Elementary. Honestly, I I can't take any credit for that. My parents kind of cast a vision for that when I was late in middle school saying like, Everybody in that school is cool, and it's your job yeah. to make everybody realize that. Wow. And so I, I tried to do that, and I uh, tried to you know, understand and kind of see it from everybody's perspective. And to this day, kind of still trying to do that in the locker room to understand each guy has a different background and what can they bring to the table. Hmm. That is correct. That's such Jeez. a great outlook on it. No joke. I'm picking a couple of my other like dumb football questions here. But, okay, so Dave and I are musicians, obviously we play in bands and stuff like that and from my experience all all musicians they say want to be athletes i can promise you all athletes want to be musicians right. i every off season i have a high school close high school friend was a receiver on our football team who lives full-time in nashville went to belmont got into the music school at belmont but chose to do the business school got an audio engineering degree and now produces music mostly in the ccm space but does produce music so every off season i go to nashville i give him a list of songs and we get the karaoke track oh and he records he records me singing <laughs> I it love and this then a few so times much. he's gotten he's gotten um because i said you know it's cool to sing the track and we can get a lot more done but i would love to really feel like a musician and get the live you know instruments here playing so yeah we went to a couple different studios, one south of the city and one north of the city, a couple different years, and just recorded these songs with the piano and drums oh, and guitar and everything live. And and then he and he, you know, mixed it all together, and it was incredible what he was able to do with it. And it's so fun. So uh, sometimes I'll be on my Apple Music, and it's you know I'm listening to Dave Barnes, I'm listening to John McLaughlin, and I'm, and I'm listening to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you are. Dave yes, Barnes listen. Yeah. People are asking for that tour, Kirk. They are beating down the door. They want to, well, it's funny because John and I in the off season, we'll get some NFL players. We, we have a field that we go to. Yeah. That's just down the yeah. block, and we'll just run routes. You know, just we'll to get keep our stopwatches out. Stop, and I will. That I can do a hook. It's amazing. I can't go left. But do you wear receiver gloves? We do. Rarely on our yeah. hands. hands. But yeah, when we we're do. sleeping. Yeah, yeah. We take them off when we wake <laughs> yeah, up. John actually only plays piano. <laughs> piano with receiver gloves. That'd that would be, be a amazing. Cool I feel like it's the same kind of thing where, you're, like you're saying, athletes want to be musicians, musicians want to be athletes, all that kind of stuff. It's like piano players want to be drummers, drummers mm. want to be lead singers. Yep. What you know. Nobody wants to play the bass. But... I think I feel like personally, is my opinion, piano's at the top of the mountain. Look at that. Thank Look you. I think piano's at the top of the mountain. I think guitar. I think guitar is the is the is the, the worst, low end. Yeah, right? it's kind of the easy entry. John is a huge Vikings fan. John has just left all of his cult allegiance. All of my cult stuff just turned to Viking stuff. Miraculously. I mean, but let's be honest. Like you don't you don't dream that you play the French horn. You dream that you can play <laughs> Listen, the piano. You know, some kid somewhere yeah, has. True. Some kid somewhere. True. But I'm curious, is there overlap with football? Is it like the quarterback, you got so much on your shoulders, are you like, man, if I could just, if I could be like a, you know, a corner, or if I could be, the, you know, yeah, on special teams I, or something like that. That's a funny question. I, I think uh, quarterback is kind of like the piano player, if mm. you're catching my drift. Mm. I've said but, that so many times. But there are, there are, <laughs> there are moments And no one else I'm, has ever said that. <laughs> 
there are moments where I'm studying for the game and I'm a, or we're about to run out on the field for the game and I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders and I'm thinking, man, I wouldn't mind being like the third corner right now <laughs> yes, and just yes, not, not yes. having to carry the weight of the yes, world right, right here. So, but then at training camp practice, when that third corner is running up and down the field covering our receivers, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't really want true. to be him right now in 90-degree heat. I remember being at a Chicago Cubs baseball game a few years ago. I grew up a Cubs fan, and we're sitting there at Wrigley and watching the game, and I looked at my dad, and I said, what do you think, like shortstop for the Cubs or the Yankees? Is that technically cooler than being an NFL quarterback? <laughs> and my dad's like... I don't know, man. I think NFL quarterbacks about as good as it gets. Yeah, and I was like, no doubt. Yeah, you're probably right. No I don't doubt. Know. <laughs> I mean, zero doubt about that. I, I agree. I, I really do think that like the quarterback for an NFL team is kind of like your top of the mountain. I mean, there's just not many things that you're gonna do <laughs> athletically where you're so you are the like you are the grand poobah. It is like everything. Yeah, you can, you're running the whole thing. You take the good with the bad on that yeah. sometimes. It goes both ways. Okay, um, side note yeah. real quick. Do you have the same fascination with kickers that I have? I am so fascinated by kickers because... I, this is my favorite question you've ever asked on Dadville. Keep going. It's such a unique position in, in all of sports, I mm -hmm. think. Because you got a kicker, right? What does the kicker need to know? Basically nothing. <laughs> they could not even know what team they're playing for. <laughs> They could know no one on the team, nothing. All they have to do is kick this ball through those uprights. That's all they have to do. But it's like when it when the when it comes down to those moments, an entire like season, a franchise is on the line. Yeah, if you watch the playoffs, teams that have great kickers win and teams that yeah. have average yeah. kickers lose. Yeah. So like right. in the biggest in the biggest moments, the playoff Super Bowl it shows up even more. And I yeah. agree with you 100%. It's, you know, in college, I think our kickers and punters always wanted to be part of the team and lift weights and make sure they're one of the guys. And at some point you're like, look, man, like, <laughs> nah, not nah, you aren't. But like, if you, if you make kicks and hit bombs on your punts, like that's all we need. Yeah, we so don't, don't feel any more pressure than yeah, just yeah. make your kicks and hit bombs. So fascinating. Feel. I wonder if there is some, like through line with kickers, like really good kickers. Yeah. Who who have that ability to have like ice in their veins and just do their thing in the face of the most pressure. Arguably the only position that would be under more pressure than the quarterback in those moments is the kicker, right? Totally. My dad'll joke that the worst job on game day in a Sunday NFL stadium is to be the mom of the quarterback. Oh God. And then he'll, and then he'll say, maybe the mom of the kicker yeah. would be worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause you don't so, get another chance. There's no other, it's like, no, exactly. That's your moment. It's such a small window, but uh, I have a, I have a theory. I don't know that it's really true. It's just a theory that the, the less self-aware, the kicker, the better the kicker. Oh, I love So that. if you're just so like, yeah. Oblivious to social norms yeah, and yeah. just yes. general yeah. general norms of how to behave and act and yeah. relate to people, uh, the better you'll be as a kicker. I think I, if I were going to be a kicker, first off, I would need to have some talent in that in that category. But <laughs> then I would need to be kept in like an airtight vault. Yeah. Throughout the game, and you sure. let me out when I need to kick the ball. I'm not going to look yeah. at the score. I'm not going to look at anything. Like I'm not that. even going to look at my jersey. I'm just going to kick this thing. Like you want the guy when he runs on, you have to point which way to go. 
Like that's <laughs> totally. the guy you want. You're like, no, we're on this side. He's like, great. Totally. All right, just to, just numb to. Am everything. I kicking this way? Yeah, just kick it that way. He's like, great. That <laughs> yeah. sounds awesome for me. I'd love to do that. So, so one thing I'm curious about to to, to finish the NFL uh, uh, questioning here, the barrage. What is the thing you, that that if you're like, man, I wish people knew this about this sport. I just because I think they would understand me and everybody better. Like, what is that thing, or what are those things? First of all, understanding that the margin for error is so small. Wow. And when we lose, I'll say it was one play or two plays. And when we win and everyone's telling you how great you are, it's like we were one play yeah, away yes. from, from not winning and I'm not that great. And so just sort of the extremes of winning and losing from people who follow the team because it's either a, a, a one in the loss column or a one in the win column. To me, it's more of a gray area of, well, yes, we won the game, and that's obviously what it matters, but the process to get there is more what I focus on, and obviously the fan doesn't. But then Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that, and I had this as a football fan too, that I thought if you made the NFL financially, you made it, yeah, and you're set. yeah, And that is just a massive misunderstanding. As I said to uh, my roommate my rookie year when we were kind of both in that spot as a rookie, just – going day to day i said to get drafted and play in the nfl as a rookie it's, it's a nice head start in life but i said it's nowhere near what i thought it was going up as making the nfl so mm-hmm. i do think that even families don't understand that yeah. and that's what can oftentimes lead to a lot of the financial struggles of pro athletes is that there's this yeah. narrative about what they can do or are able to do financially for their families and friends right. and the lifestyle they should live when really it's like you made the NFL, congratulations, but you're still nowhere close to that small, small, small window of people who can actually do what the TV and movies make it look yeah. like you can do. And I think that's a, there's a major disconnect there. Dave. Yeah, Johnny. <laughs> that's the best response you've ever had. Oh, look, I don't want to jinx it. Okay. But I can't tell you how great this episode is going. I just feel like it's really going well. I don't know. I feel like I could have been much stronger with that seventh question. But I feel like I can do much better after the break. I'm going to go okay, back well, That's a great attitude to have. Okay. And while we're taking a break, let's talk about Haya Health. Let's do it, John. Yes. Haya Health is an incredible way to get your kids the vitamins and nutrients they need. Guess what it doesn't have? A bunch of extra sugar. I hate it what when I was vitamins... trying to get at the middle school dance. Come you know on! what I'm talking about, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, that's why Haya was created, that's you know? Right. It's the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, and right? Uh, can I tell you what's happening Please. out there in the other in the rest of the world? While most children's vitamins, good gracious, are filled with five grams of sugar, <laughs> your dentist is smiling his, his little face away right, right now and can contribute to a variety of health issues. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great, and it's perfect for picky eaters. That's right. Well, they're filling in the most common gaps in modern children's diets, right? to provide the full-body nourishment that our kids need with a yummy taste that they love. I know. And, Johnny, finally, because we're kind of... I feel like it's competition for their best traits. It's non-GMO, yep. vegan, yep. dairy-free, yep. allergy-free, yep. gelatin-free, yep. nut-free, yep. and everything else you can imagine. Um, I don't even know what else I can imagine because they've covered everything. Yep. And also, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. And to claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash DadVille. This deal is not available on their regular website. <laughs> 
Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash Dadville and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash Dadville for 50% off your first order. John, can I almost quote Marvin Gaye? Please. We're all busy people, okay? Yep. We're dads, husbands, musicians, songwriters, influencers, podcast moguls, uh, coffee, <laughs> latte mm-hmm. art. Aficionados. Okay. Yep. How yeah, do sure. you snack on the run? How do you do it? Tell me. Well, look, I consider myself a true snack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop but it. usually I hit nuts.com for my snacking okay. needs. Okay, exactly. Whether you're someone on the go who needs a quick snack to grab on the way out or someone who spends time at home and needs a stock snack drawer, nuts.com has you covered. Tell them how. Listen, Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection... I'm not done, Dave. Their wide selection means that there's something for everyone. I'm so excited. Can I say something now? Please. Okay. I was working on this new record, which you know is coming out in October. That's right. I'm excited about that. It sounds amazing. True story. I was in the middle of a vocal, and I was snacky. You know, sometimes singing gets you snacky. Yeah. I reached over, got some of those uh, pecans, John. Mm-hmm. Holy guacamole. Holy guacamole, Batman. Yep. Were they good? And just hit the old snacking target right in the center. That's <laughs> so much better. And you can snack with satisfaction knowing that quality is the top priority at nuts.com. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, Dave. And you're like, how can they do that? I don't know, but they figure it out. So they reach you deliciously fresh since 1929. That's, That's right. right. They've been doing it the old-fashioned way. Yep. One taste, and you'll know the difference. Listen, John, I, for, yeah, I forgot about the popcorn. I'm just going to be honest with you. I forgot about the popcorn. That's mm-hmm. How can I sleep on the popcorn? Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders $29 or more at Nuts.com slash Dadville. That's nuts. Laughter, laughter, laughter. So, go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com slash dadville. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash dadville. I remember seeing that 30 for 30. Broke? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I mean, that was shocking to me. Which, that that probably came out, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. You feel and like you talked about how the career is dog years, like three years is yeah. a, is a, is an average career, and if you play six, that's that's amazing, an incredibly long pro career. And six six years isn't going to get you set for life, especially if you're buying stuff for family and right, friends. Right, and so, right. and I think yeah. I just think that again, culture and the messaging is that is that that is good enough, yeah. and it it just really really isn't, and it kind of sets a lot of guys up to fail. One of the things I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like. In a in a weird way, it's actually somewhat analogous to what we do. Like, you know, you're you really are. Me and John, I think, are kind of uh, unicorns a little bit because this career really, your music is not set up to really go longer than about six to ten years. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're, m- most people mm-hmm. don't do it near that long. And so, I have such a huge heart for and empathy for when I see athletes that struggle in that same way, the way I do for my artist friends, because you kind of think this is what yep. I'm going to do, man. I love this. I love writing songs. Yep. I love singing. And then, you know, you get to year six, seven, one, you don't want to do it anymore, or you realize you can't sell tickets anymore, whatever. And it's so heartbreaking to watch as, as you know, friends, guys, girls go, this is kind of all I planned for, man. Like, right. how do I pivot now? What makes me the most saddest is then what I see, 
which is that struggle of like, oh, I failed. Like I wasn't able, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that, that, the analogy sort of breaks down there just because, you know, with athletes, it is a physical thing and that's, you can't play longer than X amount. Like the mutants right. out there play. There's a true end game. There's a real end game. I've done some studying around the NFLPA because in I, I, having some guests on that are players and they're saying how much better a job they're doing now than they used to where they're really trying to prep guys that come in and go, hey, you need to really listen to us. Like you may right. have two years in this thing. So like, right. you know, let's get you hooked up with financial advisors. Let's get people around you that can really support, not just with money, but also criticism in these things. That's one of the things that's so hard in our world is there's not really a place for that. You know, there's not mm -hmm. when you come in and you start playing music because both of them are, you know, new is, is novelty is king in both of these things. You know, the newer you are as an NFL player, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the more fresh you are, the stronger you are, the, the, the healthier you are. A lot of times, right. same with music. Like your first record's always the one everybody freaks out about, not your sixth. And so, it's, no, that, that ability to have staying power and win the long game has got to be just as hard as a musician as is as an athlete. And not everybody can be Smokey Robinson and write right. "My Girl" fifty years ago yeah. and still have it get placements. That's so, right. That's right. And I would think, to, similar to us, that a musician who makes it signs with a label, goes on tour, maybe headlines the tour, fills a a venue night after night after night. I made it. And then you probably get to the end of the tour and see the financials and you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's not going to last forever. Yeah. Like, I've got to yeah. do this again and again and again. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the thing as a professional athlete is you're like, I made it. I made an NFL team and I'm getting paid to play football and that's great. But yeah. you look at the financials and it's like, this isn't quite going to go as far as I would <laughs> oh, like man. to believe. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah. how much that's true. Um, and, and, you know, you, you read where like you two did this with uh, God, was it Europa Mart? One, one of their Pop Mart, whatever it's called. Like they, they broke even. You know, and you're like, they were playing sold, wow. sold out stadiums every night. And yet, you know, at the end of the, they're like, well, high five, guys. That was a good run. Like, you know, <laughs> see ya. And you're like, why would in the world would you do that? Let's talk a little about your fam here. So one thing we were talking about, John and I were talking about that I'm, I'm so interested in is when you come home. So let's say you won or you lost. You're driving home, park the car, you come inside. Is there any kind of pattern with you and your wife where she kind of knows, like, Kirk's going to need 30 either way or like, man, on a loss, yeah. he needs two hours on a win. Yeah. He's ready to rock. We high five. We didn't, whatever that is. Like, do you guys have groups yeah. of that stuff? I think there is something to that. I think Julie even doesn't tell me she's just knows it. So it's more, she tells other people like, Hey, you know, we lost Kirk's going to need this. You got to wow. do this. Wow. But like she, she's never articulated that to me. <laughs> she just knows to do that because yeah, she's self-aware, but I will say that I was blown away with my wife about she doesn't ride the roller coaster naturally. Mm -hmm. So when we lose in the stadium, if I throw five interceptions, people all around her are booing me. Mm -hmm. I would have thought my wife will be in tears and wow. just crumpled on the floor and just say, I never want to go back to a game. She's very like shrugs her shoulders and says like, we'll get him next week. No way. <laughs> and maybe that's God's grace to me that he paired me with somebody who has that perspective because you'll meet some player spouses who like, they will fight you. Yeah. If you say a crossword about their <laughs> husband, they will fight you to the death. To yeah, the death. yeah. Yeah. My wife's in my, my wife's in my corner, but she doesn't, she doesn't ride the roller coasters. So, so the, if we were to go, Oh, and 17 and the season were to end, she would say, all right, where, where are we going next year? Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. she'd be up for that. She interprets it as that's a so fun great. adventure. And I think that's really a unique a perspective Jeez. to have. It's certainly not my perspective. I internalize everything and wear it pretty pretty hard she has an ability to just stay the course and enjoy it and we'll be sitting there on a boat in in june or july just enjoying the summer and she'll say 
I can't wait for a training camp. I can't wait for the season or the preseason games. I'm so excited for football. And I'm like, whoa, Julie, slow down. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying this boat ride. Trying yeah, not yeah, to yeah, think yeah, about yeah. two days yeah, yeah, yeah. in football yet. So you have two boys, yeah? yeah? Two boys, Cooper and Turner. Cooper right. and Turner. I think those are two of the coolest names. They're going to be well, thank quarterbacks. You. I'm so sorry to tell you that. but they're Yeah. Quarterbacks. <laughs> and how old are they? So Cooper's five and a half. He'll be in kindergarten soon. And then Turner has one more year of preschool. They'll only be one year apart in school. Oh, they're wow. seven, 17 months apart. And uh, they don't get along too well right now. I'm yeah. waiting for yeah. uh, yep. an auto an auto manufacturer yep. to build a uh, divider yeah. between the two car seats. That's our shark There's tank no idea. window. That's it's, a shark it's soundproof. Tank idea. You just press a button, and instead of the windows <laughs> going up, the divider, divider between the two seats yeah. goes up so they can't Why drive each other Why doesn't that nuts. exist? That's got to exist. Shark somewhere. Tank. There it is. Let's let, <laughs> yeah. oh, and we're part. Just so you know, Kirk, we are a part of that because you said it to us. So whether you like it or there not, we are. There you go. Fifteen percent. We're not greedy. <laughs> just, and he means you get fifteen percent. Did they? Do you see? <laughs> do you see? Like I, I'm always fascinated by this. Have you seen yet where Cooper has put? And he's really young, so I, I would imagine not. But where he's starting to put two to and two together on like, wait, wait, wait. That's dad right there. Or, yeah. or like on the field, yeah. or like you know, has yeah. that started to happen yet? Just barely this yeah. past season, my younger son, Turner, we lost our playoff game on the last drive of the game, and I come home, and he stayed at home, and I said, did uh, did Daddy win or lose? And he said, we won? Like, he yeah. wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. So he, yeah. he's too young. My older one mm -hmm. was just starting to get it this year, still not quite. My dream was to be able to play football long enough that my boys would remember yes. it and be able to yes. be a yeah, part yeah, of yeah. it. Yes. And I. I still have a little bit more to go, but that's one of the big motivators for me to keep playing and to stack up the years is that my boys can really end up being a part of it and making memories. And that's, that's pretty special when you can, you know, bring him on the field after a win or bring him into the locker room or after practice, play catch with him. That's been yeah. really fun. Is that, is that, uh, I don't know what the right word is soothing or whatever, but like, like when you're describing you come home and you guys have lost and, 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 um, Turner is like, I have no idea. Yeah, that's gotta right. be that when when you feel like the entire world just watched that game and we lost and then you come home and your son is completely oblivious sometimes yep. i would imagine that would that would kind of reset the reality of things i think it does give you perspective certainly and you just said you know how it can make a difference i think it's also interesting that at preschool this year uh here in minnesota the uh, there's a lot of packers fans because wisconsin and green bay is the border state so you get a lot of vikings and packers fans all around the Twin Cities and around Wisconsin. And so mm -hmm. um, at school, there were a lot of kids in the preschool saying to Cooper, you know, oh, we're Packer fans and we don't root for your dad and different things like that. And so, and Julie, <laughs> Julie looked at me and she said, here we go. It's starting. It's already right? going. We're it's at already the end now. And, and then it. Cooper started to realize that if we won the game and he went to school on Monday, the teachers and the parents, the other kids were, you know, bringing it up and it was becoming a big deal. And his Cooper grades started are a little better. <laughs> Well, he started to realize that he had like this this ace card in his back pocket. Yeah. Like, yeah. my dad does something that people seem to think is a little unique and pretty cool. And we had to kind of start that conversation of like, Cooper, just because people talk about dad's job doesn't mean that you're cool. It doesn't uh, mean that you're better. It doesn't. Uh, so you're kind of having these. And like, Julie's like, here we go. I'm like, yeah, this is only the beginning. But my parents did the same thing with me as a young kid. You know, whenever you had success, they'd kind of give you the right perspective. And we'll be passing that on to our kids. But, you know, it's it's so funny. Again, this is where music uh, is, is sort of like that in that, you know, it tends to be, I feel like in Nashville, people, and I mean, you know, my mom and dad had me um, notice when they were 26, so they were younger. 
but you know, like in our world, and I don't know if it's just the sign of the times or whatever, but people tend to have kids later. And so it's, it, it's kind of a bummer and because you will have played a venue you always wanted to play, but it was before your kid was born or you did a tour, yeah. you know? And so it, it becomes that I, I share that feeling so much. John and I've talked about this. Like there's nothing more fun than when your kid can kind of get a context for what you do and see like, Oh yeah. wow. Like people are clapping for right. dad or, or whatever, you know, that man yeah. threw his underwear at dad. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, that, but to your point, again, because because of especially the NFL, that's really your 20s. And if you're really fortunate, like early 30s. And I've also talked to athletes that said, like, we kind of don't have time for kids right now. We've decided to have them later. But but it's they miss that window to your point where they can sit yeah. it and really cognitively take in what's going on, like which Cooper will be able to do, which is so fun. But like where they can say, no, no, I remember that game or I remember sitting in that stadium or going in that locker room. It's a weird job because you, you, you know, it's not something where you're hitting your heights in that profession at 40, 45, right. 50. Right. And your kids come and they go like, dad, like, this is cool, man. You know, it's like, you're, you're going to no, remember, remember how that, and they're like, oh, yeah. sort of, you know? And so mm-hmm. you have to almost like, I would be the guy that would like, you know, It'd be like a rite of passage when they're like 18 and big sit down, son. You're going to watch your dad's highlight. You know, and it's <laughs> yeah, like, this right, is exactly. what, <laughs> this is what yeah. I could do. And wasn't I great? You know, do this you remember? This is who I used to be. <laughs> yeah, going back to the beginning of the conversation saying, this, this is, this is about identity, you know? Yes. You, know, you talk about old movies too, Friday Night Lights, when, uh, when Tim McGraw, you know, wants to see his son succeed yes. and he makes the comment that, hey, man, once high school football's over, it's just babies and memories. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy, too, memories. because, you know, you, you will navigate a life where you've had probably numerous jobs. You know what I mean? Like you, you've had this job and then oh, I'm yeah. sure afterwards you'll have something you're passionate yeah. about that you want to give your time to. And that's such a weird I mean, a lot of people have numerous yeah. jobs, but not like that, where it's like you were doing this thing in front of so many people. And, and oh, yeah you know, on such a big stage to then go on to do something that will be much more succinct. And, you know, it, that that's, that's so interesting. And I think for a kid, it's gotta be interesting here in 10 years when yeah. you know, you're sitting down talking to them about that. And they're like, right. I remember that, but what I re- really remember is this part of you. And I think as a dad, yeah. that'd be hard because, you know, again, you don't want to get law. You know, it's not about that. Sure. You said that at the beginning of the podcast, sure. but you know, it's a big part of your story. It's something you're really yeah. proud of. And so that'd be a yeah. hard Disconnect. It'd be like you know me sitting. Up, no, I promise. I played the show with. It was awesome. No, I promise. I promise. He came out and he played the song. You know, and you're really trying to sort of, you know, do that. It'd be it'd be tricky. Your kids probably remind you too, though, just like mine will. That because they see dad as so much more than a musician, yeah, and my kids yeah. see me as so much more than a quarterback. They do a good job of having a perspective of what you do is not who you yeah, are. That's great. You know, he's, that's great. He's right. our dad. He's our dad. But. Uh, Yes, he's a musician. Yes, he does that. But that's that's a percentage yeah, of his life. Yeah. That's not who he is. Yeah, yeah. And I think our kids can see us as so much more, sometimes better than we can see yeah, ourselves. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. So, I mean, this is this is a uh, a really broad question, but I'm curious, w- becoming a dad, was it what you expected? Was it in what ways, you know, was it surprising? Is yeah. it, you know, what ways is it challenging that you didn't expect? Yeah. It's it's more challenging than I expected. It's more involved than <laughs> yes. I expected. Uh, it's all consuming, and um, you know, everybody's situation is different. You know, kids' ages, genders, different things are going to affect their experience um, raising the kids. But for us, having two boys who are both high energy, both leaders, uh, you know, 
in close in age. There's just a lot more energy up early, ready to go. They're going to be bickering a little bit more often than maybe the average siblings will, although I think all siblings are going to bicker. Yes, it's all consuming. I think my wife and I both kind of look at each other at times like, this is a lot. This is a lot. And it, it, the job falls far more on her than on me when I'm in the middle of the football season. But um, it's yeah. a, it's hard to ever know what you're signing up for. But we're in we're in the middle of it now. And, and uh, there's no turning back. So do you do, yeah. when, when you're off like that, I hadn't really thought about this. Like when you're off season, are you able are you are you still busy because you're having to train and keep up with those things? Or, or do you have, you know, a, a time of the year where you can really sort of like just be there doing that? Uh, yes, I think both. I think the off season is certainly more dad time. I'm biking to preschool with the boys yeah, and yeah. dropping them off. And yeah. I'm able, you know, I'm one of the few parents who can go pick them up at noon Yeah, yeah. and does, doesn't have work all day so I can be there. Um, but there are moments where I'll remind my wife cause I'm picking up and dropping off and, uh, <laughs> playing with them in the driveway and putting them down for their nap. And I'll say, you know, Julie, like if I had a normal nine to five, you would yeah, see me yeah, for yeah, eight yeah. hours. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. she certainly carries a lot of the responsibility during the football season and out of season. But I'm able to be a little bit more present than the average dad in the off season, yeah. which is a major blessing. Yeah. And I I do think that retirement from football will time up well as a huge blessing that right as they're, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, I'll be walking away from mm. football and have this time to go coach their teams and be present and be involved and organize things for their friends to do together. And I think that will be a really cool blessing to have because not many dads in their early forties can, could get that kind of time, um, you know, and be that intentional with their kids. Yeah. That's great. We have so enjoyed our time together. I want to, before we ask these last two questions, I just want to apologize to the kickers out there one more time because there's no, we didn't mean any (laughs) ill intent in that. We love kickers. Uh, In fact, David Akers here now. We need kickers. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Thank you. Would you just make that a shirt, Kirk? It just says we need. We need kickers. kickers. Calling all kickers. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. Uh, okay, so last two questions for you. What is the one thing you want your kids to know? Well, more than anything, I want my kids to know and understand deep down in their heart the gospel and salvation and. Um, to have their their life built on the rock and the truth of God's word and everything else is secondary to that mm-hmm. and uh, and so and then obviously that they're loved by by God but also by their parents mm-hmm. we'll try to impart that truth to them mm-hmm. on an almost daily basis yes. for the rest of their yeah, life yeah, yeah. that's great <laughs> all right last question what do you want your kids to say at your funeral mm. Love that question. I want them to ultimately be able to say that dad didn't just talk the talk, he walked the walk. Wow. And he lived it. And not just in an area, but in all the areas of life that mattered. I love the quote by D.L. Moody that says, um, we shouldn't be afraid of failure. We should be afraid of succeeding at something that when we get to the end of our life didn't really matter. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so I want my boys to look and say, dad had the priorities right such that what he chased after, what he pursued, what he made his life's work really mattered. Hmm. And I think that's there's a temptation, you know, in life on a daily basis to pursue some things that ultimately at your funeral won't matter. Hmm. And um, and so I want my boys to be able to say that he he, he went after the things that did matter. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's great. awesome. And then if, if we're wrapping up, I, I got to say to you guys, uh, music has a powerful tie to memory. Hmm. And the songs that you guys have written and sung and recorded 
when I hear them, I mean, it takes me back to driving in a Jeep in the summer and in high school or, you know, going out to a movie with my friends that, you know, your songs were in or college moments, you know, early in my pro career, riding on airplanes, you know, listening to your stuff. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So you guys, along with a few other artists, I would consider to be sort of the soundtrack to mm. my life. Wow. And uh, it's hard probably for you to understand just how much that means to somebody mm. who, you know, doesn't know you guys personally, but but listens to your music. And as a result, it's been tied to memories of my life. Mm. And uh, that's powerful. And so um, it's just the way God made us. The music has a huge tie to memory. And so thanks for what you guys have that's done so with kind. your your gifts and talents and uh, keep putting great music out yeah, i'm gonna keep listening you. that's a great <laughs> guess you, we're cheering for that we're fully so vikings fans <laughs> that's so good dude Just one of my a... tattoos turned to a <laughs> viking ship <laughs> uh, well no, have a great really season, kind, man. man thanks so thank much you. for your time yeah. in the world dead fish